Welcome to Books with Bagby, a podcast about books. In this podcast, I sit down with authors discussing the reason behind certain books that they've written, or we just sit and talk about education, music, technology, or something of the like. If you find this podcast to be your cup of tea, make sure you like, subscribe, and all the things. And share it with your friends, because solos are for brain, not education. And now, Books with Bagby. Welcome to this episode of Books with Bagby. Today I'm sitting down with Dr. Monica Burns. Uh, if you don't know who Dr. Monica Burns is, you need to look her up. Uh, you could probably find something under class tech tips all over the internet, uh, be it on the Spotify's or on the websites or Instagram or Twitter. Uh, Monica's kind of everywhere and she's been one of those uh, educators that I've had the pleasure of pushing out when I was a principal to my teachers so that they would listen to her and they would see her and they would hear her and they would read about her. Um, and when I first got my gig at central office, I remember that her task before apps book was the book that I gave out to the other folks at central office, because I was going to be the tech guy. And they're like, okay, Greg, what are we going to do with tech? I was like, first, we're going to look at this. Uh, sorry, Monica. I know that big introduction, <laughs> but mm -hmm. all that to say, thank you. And welcome to books with Bagby. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Well, great. Hopefully we can both get some enjoyment out of this and the people will listen and they'll be happy. So first and foremost, we're looking at the book, Ed Tech Essentials, the top 10 technology strategies for all learning environments. What was the reason behind writing this book? So after writing Task Before Apps, which you mentioned, I was very excited to partner again with my publisher, ASCD, for this book, EdTech Essentials, which was really about narrowing down and focusing in on what is most important. So much of my work is working with schools and educators, sharing on my blog and channels, right, things that can help really move the needle. So what is essential, right, focusing in on some different areas. I really wanted to give a resource to educators where they could pick and choose and they could say, this is an essential we're going to focus on this month or this month, or this is one that we want to, you know, think a little bit more deeply about. So whether it's a classroom teacher who's looking for ideas to bring into their learning space or whether it is an administrator who's not quite sure where they want to get started or they're looking for some ideas on things to revisit for a new school year. It's really designed with a few different audiences in mind or folks can jump around or read through to get a clear picture of what their next steps might be. Okay, I'll admit, yes, I was one of those jump arounds. Uh, I, I do that with all the books uh, um, in this program in the professor was like, yeah, uh, don't read the book straight through, jump around, figure out what you need, and then read through those parts. But um, I jump around and then I end up reading the book. And as a matter of fact, I got so engaged with books and that's why I even started this podcast. That's neither here nor there. So what deep lessons or ideas did you want readers to walk away? Are there any deep lessons or ideas? Uh, because you have your essential 10. Um, mm -hmm. So is it just those 10 strategies? 
Yeah, well, the big overarching idea is that we want to prepare students for what we know and what we're not sure, right, is going to come along. And so that's where some of the essentials like navigate um, and curate and transfer skills to different environments come in. So the big idea that I think really stitches the different essentials together is this idea of preparing students to work within digital spaces and all the ways we know it to be <laughs> while developing skills that are are transferable, where we're not quite sure where they'll be or what they'll interact with in five, 10, or 15 years from now. Yes, I, I reference, I guess, that whole idea. And I was talking, sorry, I talk about you behind your back, and now I'm telling you in your face. But the whole idea of transforming those digital natives into digital learners um, and how we need to, yes, they are natives, as many people, some people say they're not digital natives. Well, my daughter's never known a day in her life where her dad didn't have a laptop and we didn't have wireless internet and she's 21. <laughs> so it's what it's one of those things that, yes, they are digital natives, but the whole idea of giving them that opportunity to become uh, independent learners with the technology uh, and with the tools, but understanding that, of course, task before apps. <laughs> uh, so what was your greatest challenge in writing this book and how did you overcome that challenge? Well, one of the big things that I wanted to feel different from the books that I've written in the past was this list of 10. And I mentioned the idea of coming to it, you know, every month of the school year, right? Jumping around and making sure each one felt like it could live on their own. So I would say my biggest challenge was making sure that each of these essentials had enough to provide a foundation provide action items without making that one thing, right? Or that one essential, what the whole book was about, right? I could talk all day, right? I did a session at ISTE on curation, right? And curating great resources. I did one on assess, right? And formative assessment and checking for understanding. So there's so much we could do with each of the essentials of the book, but my goal, and that was definitely a challenge <laughs> to uh, keep in mind throughout the whole process was to be concise without you know, without losing the meat, right? Or the good stuff that you really need in order to put a big idea into action. Nice. Well, I think you met that challenge and you met it well. So good job on that. Thank you. And you talked about, well, okay, so this isn't a real question, but I'm going to ask you anyway. You talked about speaking at ISTE and presenting there. And you are also at FETC. And uh -huh. uh, where else do you speak, if you don't mind me just asking that? Where else yeah. can you speak? So I've um, had the pleasure of speaking at a lot of conferences here in the States, um, some regional events or state level events, as well as the national conferences, a few international spots. So I'm excited to have FETC in New Orleans this year on my calendar mm -hmm. as a I'll be there. speaker. Yeah, so it should be <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, TCEA, I've been to um, numerous years. I'll be back there in February. I'll be there too. Texas. Yeah, so <laughs> that's one of my favorite ways right, to kick off the year. And I've been able to speak at a variety of events, some like South by Southwest EDU. Mm. I'm not sure what that's going to look like for me this March, but I've been able to attend and speak at that event in the past. So I love that there's lots of different formats, different ways to yes. connect with educators, even keynoting some state level events over the past few years. It's just been really fun to visit with different people, um, connect and share ideas. ISTE, of course, is a favorite. I know it'll be 
be um, on my to-do list to get the applications in <laughs> for 2023, which still sounds like space years, <laughs> uh, but uh, that's definitely going to be on my to-do list for the next uh, few weeks. Yeah. Well, that just means in case you all miss that audience members, uh, she speaks all over and you should find her. Uh, I've had the pleasure of listening to her speak at uh, at least three or four different events. And I think mm -hmm. I've only talked to her at one <laughs> because, <laughs> and she wasn't even speaking at the time. So I guess <laughs> you can't really talk to someone when they're speaking. Anyway, uh, thank you for that little rundown. Yeah. So you talked about your other books and how you made this one a little bit different. Uh, do you have any more books on the horizon? So right now I'm focusing on some different types of multimedia content. So I've loved writing a books over the past few years. I've loved creating quick reference guides, which are kind of like the smaller versions yes, yes. or the tip sheets uh, that go along with some of the books. But uh, this year, and it's not, I'm not going to say that it's off the table, right? There may be something <laughs> on the horizon, but right now I'm focusing on my Easy Ed Tech podcast, some of that audio content, uh, the video content that I create for my members membership site, the Easy Ed Tech Club has been a big focus the past few years too. So I'm really ramping that up this year. And of course, just the shorter form writing. So on my blog, classtechtips.com, yes. I'm looking at just kind of, we've been playing around with different frequency for those posts. So still kind of at two or three a week. And then I've had the chance to guest um, post this year, uh, as a columnist for Educational Leadership Magazine, ASCD's mm -hmm. publication, and of course, Edutopia, which I've probably, it's been almost 10 years of doing uh, periodic guest blog posts. So the bottom line is no um, traditional publications <laughs> in the short term, um, but working right now for some of the audio, video, and of course, the, the text-based content for, for my blog, as well as uh, a few other spots. And the Instagram videos, because I share those all the time. Mm -hmm. and even if you won't mention them, I'll mention them. Yeah. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's been fun playing with some of the social videos too. So yeah, thank you for mentioning that. Not a problem. Thank you for doing them and educating the masses. Mm -hmm. So now that we've talked about your book and your future publications, which you say, yes, you're nothing on the horizon. Yeah, it is. It's coming. I can feel it. Uh, <laughs> What is your EDU passion? What is your soapbox? What's the thing that you want to scream from the mountaintops? Uh, if you had an opportunity like now, what would you, what would you say? Yeah. Well, speaking of giving presentations, I often say this at the beginning and then at the end of presentations, especially if they're ones that have a number in the title, like 15 ways or 24 things, right? And so the big thing I usually say is don't do all the things. <laughs> That's kind of my big uh, piece, right? Focus in on what works for you. Embrace your place. Like if you've been asked to use a hub, like a learning management system, if your district has invested in a particular creativity tool. Well, even if I mention one or suggest one that has some really great audio and video or green screen features, well, check to see what you've got already. So I think that's really been my big piece that 
you know, I've come back to, I use that term task before apps all the time, right? Anchoring things in our learning goals. But really, I think, especially the past two years with just so much happening and going on, my big reminder, my big thing that I can't stop saying <laughs> uh, when I'm working with the group is don't do all the things, right? Choose one or two that we talked about during that day. Maybe suggest one or two to a friend or colleague that you think might work for them. And then keep a couple in your back pocket to revisit when the time is right. Yes. I, I love that. I always tell the groups that I speak with, especially like you say, when you're throwing out a bunch of apps, uh, remind them, how do you eat a well one bite at a time? So don't, <laughs> don't go all in and try to get all the apps and mm -hmm. take it all in just little by little and, and do what works for you. <laughs> you so, bet. Absolutely. Thank you for that. So Monica, our time is coming to an end. This was a short time, but that's a, that's okay. It was a wonderful time. How about that? And, and I had Monica Burns on the show. So that's great. Uh, so how can people connect with you? You mentioned a couple of things like the Twitters and the blogs and the yeah. other things. How can, how, what's the best way to connect? So I am class tech tips on all platforms, TikTok, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, you name it, all the spots. And then the blog is classtechtips.com. That's where you can find a button to learn more about the books, a button with all free downloads and a button that'll take you out to the Easy Ed Tech podcast. And of course, if you're listening to this on a podcast player, whatever your favorite one is, uh, you can find my Easy Ed Tech podcast there too. And I think we just decided that uh, they may be able to find one of your podcasts through one of these episodes if they search inside of Books with Bagby. So mm -hmm. thank you for that collaboration. Um, yeah, you bet. Well, Monica, it's been great having you here. Uh, I didn't want to take up too much of your time, <laughs> but I did want to have that conversation with you because it's kind of amazing having you on. Once again, thank you for what you do for students and for teachers. Um, and before we go, I guess I will close like I would close the day at school. Whether you're on the stage or you're in the audience, make sure when you're learning at school, wherever it may be, Always ask good questions, answer the ones you can, make someone feel special, and be great because you are great. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today, Monica. Thank you so much for having me. Have a fantastic afternoon.